Hello and welcome back to the podcast of the Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service here in Wichita County, Texas. I am Katrina Mitchell. I'm the 4-H and Youth Development Agent and joining me today is Melba Flynn, who is our office manager. She is the glue that keeps all of us together and from losing our sanity for most of the time. So I appreciate you so much, Melba. Oh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Everyone that uh, can contributes and helps me as well. So um, what kind of projects are you working on? I know you do a lot with David Graff, our ag agent, who's not in the office today. Um, and he is usually out in the field nearly every day. So he um, relies on you to do quite a bit. So what does he have going on first and foremost? Well, we have two major projects that we're working on uh, right now. The first one is we are scheduling our Rolling Plains Applicator Training class. And uh, we will be holding that on December the 3rd in uh, Burke Burnett at the Wichita County Precinct Barn, uh, number two, number two barn. And uh, it's basically a full day event. It starts at eight o'clock with registration. It ends about 2.45. It ends about 2.45 p.m. Uh, lunch is included. Uh, there is a fee of $30 that covers the five CEUs that will be presented and also lunch. And so that's one project that we're working on. We have all of our speakers lined up. So we just about have all the details taken care of on that. And that will be posted on our website. And then we will also get that information, information posted on our Facebook page as well. And then we're working on another project. And this one is something different uh, than what we've done. But we are uh, planning a law enforcement hemp law issues. Um, we're going to try to have some sort of a conference that involves uh, law enforcement in Wichita County, and we may open it up and include other counties. And we're going to uh, connect law enforcement folks with people in the Texas Department of Agriculture who deal with hemp license and all of those issues and what kind of license you need, what, uh, what activities are legal as far as hemp production, um, storing hemp, hauling hemp. There are all different types of licenses. And so with, um, with hemp production on the rise in this area, um, it was felt that it was needed to have um, one of those type of conferences where law enforcement and, um, and the Texas Department of Agriculture could get together and talk about what they need to do and how they need to proceed from this point forward. And that probably will be happening the end of the month, if we can get it scheduled. But those are the two main things, events, uh, mo two main events that we're planning right now, along with the day-to-day -day questions that we uh, typically deal with. And that hemp um, and law enforcement seminar is really important because Texas, within the last year, just made hemp as um, a legal crop here in Texas. And so there's still a lot of unknowns. There's still a lot of confusion right. uh, from law enforcement and from producers to know how to do it and how to do it legally, how to do it right, right. and what the big investment is. And so that right. um, should be super beneficial to our local law enforcement. I hope so. And uh, 
we have come to discover that there's probably a need to have some type of a database where law enforcement can go and can check on licenses and things of that nature. Not sure how all of that's going to play out, but that's the reason uh, for uh, having the conference so they can figure all those things out. And our um, pesticide applicator class that will be coming up um, for everybody who uses pesticides and um, sprays them anywhere you have to have that license and then you have to have those ceus every year so all right to keep those licenses uh up to date and and current and legal so thirty dollars for um, five ceus all in one day is a pretty good mm -hmm. deal plus lunch and yes. it's usually a delicious lunch that's uh, provided and sponsored so um that is a an excellent opportunity to get your ceus in for that day Right. And we do need to have an, uh, an RSVP. So once we get that information out there, if you are needing CEUs, uh, give us a call and reserve your spot so that we can have you uh, have you registered. Okay. So um, we just finished a, a crazy week in 4-H. Last week we had, or the last couple of weeks, we had validations for our county show that is in January as well as for all the spring majors. And so um, we validated a lot of heifers and lambs and goats and um, pig validation will be going on in November this month. So there's four or five different dates uh, set for swine validation. And um, so probably 300 pigs going to get validated this wow. month. That's yeah. a lot of work. It is. <laughs> uh, and then all the paperwork on top of that. So got that FedEx in on Saturday. So it should be in the hands of the state offices and all of that. And then tonight we start signups for the major show, spring major shows. And hopefully that, well, Fort Worth did get canceled. They canceled mm -hmm. their stock show um, in October, but um, the other majors, San Antonio, San Angelo, Rodeo, Austin, and Houston are still on and scheduled. And so we are crossing our fingers and toes and hoping that um, our kids can be able to show it. Yes, I hope so too. So. Of course, I understand that everything is kind of on a day by day basis now, isn't it? it as is. far as uh, issues with the virus. And so we'll just keep our fingers crossed yeah. and hope that nothing comes up. Hopefully not. I mean, we have AgriLife has um, been on the forefront mm -hmm. of um, responding to COVID-19. And so we take every precautions to help make sure our kids and our families stay safe and our staff. Right. And right. So we do wear masks. We socially distance. We have hand sanitizers, um, wipes. We have everything that we need to make sure that everybody stays right. as safe as possible. That's good. It's made, you know, some of our activities a, a little more difficult. Our shooting sports projects, which is um, probably the largest 4-H project here in Wichita County. Um, right. You know, they are holding classes and they have, you know, we have to, I have to make preparedness plans for each activity that we host. So whether it's a club meeting or a practice or um, a judging workout, then, you know, I have a preparedness plan that I have to submit to the state and get approved. And that gets approved in advance yes, of the I event. Yes, do that way ahead of time. So, mm. Well, I, it's, I think it's a good thing that they're still able to, to hold those events. Yeah, most definitely. Most of them. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully all of them moving forward. So mm. we just, um, this last week, last Wednesday, last Saturday, 
we had our district three was able to host um, two different district-wide competitions. So we had livestock judging and a district food show. And so that went really, really well. Um, Good. Livestock judging, of course, was out in a barn. Right. Was, we were in a covered arena in Vernon. And so everybody wore their mask and we socially distanced. And so it went very successful. The food okay. show, um, kids had the option to do it virtually. Oh, that's good. Um, so that was really nice. And, you know, we have some counties where their schools are closed down. And mm. so they have to do it virtually, yes. then, don't they? So mm. That was a great option. Those kids still got to compete. You know, it wasn't quite the same experience, but they still got to compete and do well. Well, that's good that they got to be involved. Right. <clears throat> Sometimes um, during the day, I get calls and, and questions from people who have, uh, they have children, they or grandchildren some, in some cases that they would like to get involved in 4-H. And some of them have some questions and I just thought I might ask some of those to you and um, see if uh, anyone who joins in on the podcast, it might be able to uh, answer some of the questions they might have. Um, as far as 4-H clubs, how many, how many clubs, active clubs are there in Wichita County? I have eight clubs that are chartered here in Wichita County. So we have Valley View 4-H Club, which meets out uh, at the K-Main Volunteer Fire Department uh, once a month. They have monthly meetings, okay. and they're probably one of our most active clubs. There is Cowpoke City, which meets um, out in Pumpkin Center, little lecture area. Mm -hmm. And they their main focus is the shooting sports projects, but their kids also participate in a lot of other activities as well. Um, Explorers. Club is focused more on our homeschooling population. Oh, okay. So they meet usually during the day and they do some type of educational experience or adventure. And they're pretty active. We have a horse club. We're rebuilding it. Hmm. We're meeting the third Thursday of every month out at Texoma Cowboy Church Arena. So they're a nice big new arena. We're getting to utilize it. Okay. So this month we're going to have a guest speaker and Nathan Kindy, I think is his name. His last name is Kindy. He's out of Nocona. And uh, Kindy Horsemanship is going to come in and do some basic horseman's, horsemanship skills with the kids. Oh, that sounds very good. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we have our shooting, our other <laughs> shooting sports club, which meets out at Northwest Texas Field and Streams. Um, and then Northwest Texas Field and Streams actually host their their classes that they hope that they um, have out there for four years. Uh, throughout the year. So they're finishing, they're in the middle of a rifle and pistol class hmm. um, out there and we'll be finishing that up in a couple of weeks and then they'll start back after the holidays. They have muzzle loading and rifle and pistol and trap. And they have a lot of competition mm -hmm. events. Yes. That's great. And Cowpoke City and Electra, um, our club manager in that club, Danelle Ivy, actually has a range at her house. Oh, So she nice. hosts practices for 4 -hers. Um, and it alternates whichever discipline. So Monday is usually archery. Tuesday is muzzle loading, and it alternates with rifle or pistol. And then the next one, Wednesday, is you know, rifle, pistol, or shotgun. So kind of okay. alternates back and forth on what the week is and what right. is the theme of the, the practice that day. So right. And that goes year-round, and kids can join those practices um, as they need to. So. Yeah. And then we have uh, Baconators, which is a club that meets in Owl Park. And I'm actually looking for um, some good adult leaders to help lead that club. Oh. So 
anybody out anybody there, out we there. Would love to have you <laughs> and then um the last club is outdoor adventures and that was a new club we started last year and they uh, focus on fishing and outdoor skills so like survival type skills survival skills tracking um oh. eventually you'd like to work up to maybe an overnight camp out not me because i i like the <laughs> comfort of life in my bed but most and kids like it <laughs> tent living is not for me but kids do like that and we do they have do. some um, excited adult leaders for that club and but, you know with all of our clubs we always can use some more great great leaders who want to help work with these youth so right um i'm sure a lot of adult help is always needed and appreciated right. i can't be everywhere <laughs> every day um so i couldn't do it without the parents and our adult leaders and our certified shooting sports coaches you know right. they they are all um heroes and do a great job so <laughs> i appreciate them more than they could ever ever know or i could ever <laughs> ever tell them um what ages of kids are um, able to participate in 4-h um to be in Typical 4-H's, you have to be eight and in the third grade all the way through high school. Oh, and that's then a good range. And we also have Clover kids, and they are five to eight-year-olds. And so they can do some things. They can't really technically compete, and they can't mm -hmm. show livestock or right. um, shoot shoot a gun, but they can do other. We just you know, had our county food show, and I had two little Clover kids Aww. in there. And so they got to cook their first dish and you know present it to the judges. And so it kind of builds their leadership builds their communication, builds yeah. their confidence. They can learn mm -hmm. and, and as they move up too. Right. Um, would you say that maybe being involved with an animal is one of the favorite activities of 4-H? Do you think that's probably the most popular? I think that's what a lot of people think about when they think of 4-H. They think about um, cows and chickens and pigs and horses. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, livestock is one of our, our bigger projects. Um, but shooting sports is right there, probably in Wichita County. That's mm -hmm. our number one project. We have probably more kids involved in shooting sports than we really do in our livestock projects. Yeah, I don't know if everyone realizes that or not. Right. So this is a good opportunity to let people know. You, you don't have to have an animal or show an animal or raise an animal to be in 4-H. We have tons of other projects to get involved with. And okay. Even if you, you know, live in the middle of a town in a condo and you don't have room to have a heifer in your backyard, um, there are other projects that we have going on um, in the in our 4-H program. So right. whether it's, um, you know, photography, public speaking, leadership skills, there's food nutrition. That's a wide variety of... Uh, During COVID, we did a 4-H flip, kind of like um, the flea market flip project. So kids got to... Do they actually refinish furniture and stuff? They did. Um, wow. Gosh, Morgan took, or not Morgan, uh, Emma took an old door and turned it into a bench. How, how clever. Morgan took an old, um, I think it was like a mirror off of a, a dresser or vanity and turned it into a, um, a makeup or a jewelry thing. Kind of like a vanity? Yeah. And oh. she, you know, places to hang earrings and necklaces and all sorts of things like that. And then also, um, Kelsey took like a three-tiered plant uh, tray and oh, yeah? flipped it over and made like a little, a cool looking chandelier. 
Wow. So, well, I just never dreamed. I just never dreamed you'd do those kind of things in 4-H. Mm -hmm. hmm. So there's all sorts of things. Um, even if your your kid is crazy about animals and you can't have one in your backyard, we have livestock judging. There's horse judging. There's quiz bowls, so they can still participate and learn about those animals while not right. necessarily you know being able to own one because it is a a big requirement and a big responsibility. Yes, there's probably some expense involved too, and yes. and so. But even if they couldn't own one, like you say, they could be involved and be around them if mm -hmm. they're involved in judging yes. and things like that. Most definitely. Well, well of course, as we have uh, hippology, uh, where they learn about the different types of saddles and different events that horses are used in, all sorts of different things. So. Yeah, I've discovered most kids love horses. Yes, we've always had horses, and I've always asked Santa for a pony. I've never gotten one. <laughs> But one day I will have one under my Christmas tree. So. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, well, those are just some of the questions that, uh, you know, that I've heard. And uh, so I think uh, that gives everybody a little bit better idea of what all is involved in 4-H anyway. Yeah, it's pretty much whatever your child has an interest in. There's um, probably a 4-H project that goes along that with that. Is it hard to join? I mean, can you, is there only a certain time of the year you can join or can you pretty well join anytime? You can join any time of the year. Registration is done all online and it's at texas.4honline.com. Um, so the membership fee is $30 to join and that is good for the year. Mm -hmm. And then, um, of course, some projects, depending on what it is, if there's contests or supplies or something, you're going to be responsible for that. Right. But we try to keep contest entries for most of the projects are pretty minimal. So yeah. once you get into your livestock and your shooting sports, some of those yeah. entry fees <laughs> uh, go up, your travel, hotel, all of that, depending on how big you want to go. Right. So, how involved your child wants exactly. to be. Exactly. Right. So. Well, that way they have a choice. They can be involved uh, at the level that they would like to be. Right. And yeah. 4-H is also a great scholarship opportunity. Mm. So keeping a record book of everything that your child does throughout the year, all the years. So when they get to be seniors, they can apply for a, a Texas 4-H Opportunity Scholarship. Oh. This well, past sounds... year, Texas okay. gave out um, over $2.4 million worth of 4-H scholarships. Wow. So that pays for a lot of college. Right. So if a child starts early and stays with it and keeps good records, they have the potential to really... Uh, benefit from yes, that. most definitely. Yeah, so, and these are all you know what 4-H teaches is life skills. So we teach um, and we grow our kids to be better humans. So they you know grow good character, and they have great families to work with, great volunteers that are role models, and we just teach them how to be better humans and to be productive members of society. Leadership skills, too. Yes. They grow in that, don't they? Yes, most definitely. Yes. So, um, I guess that is it for today. So, um, just a reminder, this is a podcast of Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, the Wichita County, Texas office. And um, I am Katrina Mitchell, the 4-H and Youth Development Agent. And I was joined today by Melba Flynn, our office manager. If you have any questions, you can always contact us, 940-716-8610, or on our Facebook pages, um, the Wichita County 4-H. We have Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, Wichita County. And then we also have another agent, Heather Simpson, who is our Better Living for Texans agent. Mm -hmm. 
And she also has a Facebook page and Instagram page. Right. There's a lot of good information. Lots of ways pages. to contact us. If you have any questions, we are, um, are here to, to serve you. So. Well, we've enjoyed being with you today. Thank you all. Bye.